The Real Life Girl. New episodes every Monday. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. I'm your host, Bianca, and I am over the moon to chat with you guys in this bonus episode. Before we give this episode a start, I did want to give a disclaimer that in this episode, I am going to be talking about topics like sexual assault, sexual harassment, and porn. So if those topics are a little bit sensitive for you to hear about, I would totally just recommend you clicking off. I was exposed to porn at the age of eight and I struggled for years on end. And friend, let me tell you, I felt completely alone, broken, and hopeless. And while I was feeling those feelings, the porn industry was banking off of my emotions. In 2022 alone, the porn industry has grossed in over $1.1 billion, while the market size is set to increase by 4.1% by the end of 2022. So in this bonus episode, I'm talking about how the misrepresentation of sex changed my life. Back to the topic of being exposed to porn. So I got my first electronic device when I was eight and I was probably playing a game or like scrolling on Google and I was exposed to porn by seeing a sexual advertisement. And at that age, that was like the first time I ever saw porn. And the first time you see that, your heart literally drops to your butt because you can't believe that it's real. Like you see two or more grown adults on film And that was just the worst thing that I saw. And I felt like so scared, like what is going on? And it was the worst thing. And that led to so much more confusion going into my teen years. And now that I'm almost 18 into my adult years. After I was exposed to porn, I kind of started to delve into different friend groups in school. And that brought up a lot of mainstream topics in my age group. In my early teen years, attracting a boy was the hottest thing. And it was not just physically. And I remember everything being sexualized in my conversation with my girlfriends from, oh my gosh, he's so hot to I can't wait to see what he looks like in the sack. Like it's things like that, really explicit things. And all of a sudden you're a freak if you don't watch porn and if you don't have sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend. And me personally, I remember not being included in many conversations because I was a quote unquote prude. And it caused so much damage because I felt like I really can't be included in things socially unless I identify with this way of life. Unless I do say, I do watch this regularly or I do identify with what you guys are talking about explicitly and really salaciously. I felt like that was the only way I could socialize and be a part of something that wasn't just myself. It affected me like even when maybe I was like 14 until probably now, like I really couldn't have conversations with guys my age and even men without literally like immediately sexualizing them. And everything in my mind either had to be an innuendo or an inside joke. And trying to converse with people and you literally can't because you're just like, I'm having really negative thoughts I don't like the way that I'm thinking about my friends or this person that, you know, they may not even be doing anything sexual, but it was the worst thing because I couldn't really communicate and be a normal girl. And you could easily say like, well, Bianca, you're just a teenager or you were a teenager. Like that's what teens do, but it's so normalized now. I get that there's a huge hormonal surge when you're a certain age and when you're going through puberty versus when you're prepubescent. I understand that. And I'm not rejecting that idea that's totally normal to your human design 
but it's so normal that parents are just like, oh, like your teenage boy might start watching porn soon. So you might just get used to it. And the same thing with your daughters. And that's not an idea that I'm willing to accept. Even when I start raising my kids like that is not something that I want to normalize in my household because there's so much that goes into it that I will unpack. But it's not something that I feel should be normalized. And because it has been, it's just it's widely accepted now. On the topic of the porn industry, I would like to make a bold statement to say that the porn industry is not what you think it is. You can easily think of popular porn sites that just pop up at the top of your head, like Pornhub, X videos, all these things. These were sites that I visited regularly on a day-to-day basis, and it was something that I really just felt like it was second nature to me. I would go on Google, I would type whatever I wanted, and that was my day. And to think that that was so normal and that that was my lifestyle. And also, it was like a bonding point for me and my friends. Like, my friends and I would be like, oh my gosh, do you do the same thing? And it was this huge thing and huge talk, like I said. And it almost became something that we would talk about so regularly to the point where we, when we didn't, it was like, is something wrong? Because like, we haven't talked about this today. And it was so weird. And that is just like girl locker room talk. And I'm sure if you're a guy listening to this, you can relate. Like, you know boy talk and you know girl talk. Back to the topic of the porn industry. A couple months back, I watched an interview from an organization. They're called Fight the New Drug. And I'll link it down below. It's a two-part interview. And I totally recommend listening to it, especially if you're listening to this segment and being like, I watch porn and I don't see what the big deal is because this interview literally changed my life. The interviewee who I will be talking about in detail was a victim of sexual assault, rape, kidnapping, and coercion. She was essentially promised a modeling gig for an athleisure wear company um, and in turn was forced to sign a contract agreeing to film pornography and then was raped, beaten, and and ridiculed for over nine hours um, the organization that was responsible responsible for this was Girls Do Porn. Um, they Their website is completely knocked out now. I believe this whole trial went down in about 2016, but um, the events that I had just discussed happened way before that. Um, and it was literally crazy. And after the video was filmed and produced and edited um, to obviously make it seem like the events that literally happened didn't happen. The video was then posted and reposted on popular sites, like I mentioned before, Pornhub, X videos, and is still reposted to this day. And the sad thing is, is that the interviewee is literally here telling her story, literally being such a hero and so resilient, talking about, yes, this is my experience. And yes, this is what the porn industry does. To this day, she still gets tagged in the video and is still harassed and called and threatened for something that she literally had no control over, something that so unfortunately happened to her. And even in the interview, she says, and I quote, so many people watch the film and think that it's so hot. Little do they know I was being raped, beaten, and coerced off camera. And this is not the first time the porn industry has made profit from someone else's suffering. And honestly, I could say this about so many other industries. I could take the drug industry, the alcohol industry. So many people are addicted. Meanwhile, these industries are banking off of it. Even the health industry. There are so many quote-unquote incurable diseases 
that really it's just another profit for the medical realm. So there are so, so many industries, not just the porn industry, that are banking off of the misrepresentations that are going on in someone else's mind. And that's the price that you pay when you watch porn. Like you may think that a certain porn star loves their job and they consent to being filmed, but you as the viewer, you as the person going on this website and thinking, this is what I'm going to watch, you truly don't know what's going on behind camera. Like any person can say, yes, I am being filmed and I consent to being filmed. This is my job and I get paid and I have a supportive team, but like you don't know that. And if that's not convincing enough for you to stop watching porn, it also rewires your brain to think that that's how all your sexual experiences are. I have talked to countless women in my life to ask how their first experience was when they first had sex. And even if that could even closely compare to what is seen in the porn industry. And so many women that I've spoken to have rejected that and said, no, that is not how it's like at all. And it's funny that now Hollywood has this name of like Hollywood film and Hollywood porn and all of these things. The reason why I make these such bold statements is because literally the misrepresentation of sex from the time I was like eight years old to when I first got exposed to now, like I cannot believe that so much has just been swept under the rug. I was addicted for about eight years up until I was 16 and I'm 17 now. Like it's been almost one year since I've watched any sort of porn. And can like to say that my thinking has changed is an understatement because like I said previously, I could not have a conversation with someone, male or female, without sexualizing them. And that was a huge deal to me. And that may not be a huge deal to someone else, but it is to me. Like I want to be able to have a regular conversation with someone and not think that whatever is going on in my mind is reality, like just being super honest and clear there. Um, And it took a point where like it was taking up so much of my time. And I honestly, I had a habit and I felt so isolated. And honestly, like it made me feel more empty. I really thought like porn would satisfy and not even that. I thought that like if I were to ever be in a romantic relationship and when I got married and when you literally have sex with your spouse, like I thought, okay, that's how it's going to be. And it's literally not. There are so many questions that I had that were so unanswered because I thought my first time experience will closely relate to what I'm seeing on camera. And that's not the truth. It does not relate. Like even talking to, like I said, so many women in my life, women that I trust, by the way, I don't go up to random women and I just ask these questions. These are women that I look up to that have been in my life for a really long time that I do have a sense of trust with. And I can confidently say based on their answers, like their first times were nothing even relatively close to what they were seeing in 4k on the screen like that is not those two things they don't relate so I make this episode to say that the misrepresentations of sex that have happened in our modern day society have literally they had wrecked my brain for such a long time and it was such a mind bog and I couldn't wrap my head around it I couldn't make sense of it And I almost thought that this was reality and it created a sense of fear in me because I had read all these stories of these girls who were really being 
raped on camera, but unknowingly to the viewer. And there's so many great testimonies. Again, I will link the interview that I talk in depth about below because this is something that is literally crazy that it has happened. And again, me as a viewer, I think like these are video stars. They consent to this. This is what they do for a living. And that is not always the case. You can easily find so many cases of literally underage girls having this happen to them. The court case for this interview was literally crazy. Um, The defense team for the Girls Do Porn website, they had a whole defense team and things like that. And justice was served, um, not to my liking, because I mean, I I really think they should have gotten life sentences, the people who were um, involved in this. Um, But it was insane. And the trial dragged on for so long and the defense was absolutely ridiculous. Have you guys ever witnessed court cases where like the, the, what is it? The plaintiff or whatever, like their defense is just so stupid. Like, why are you even in this trial anyway? Like you should just plead guilty now because you have no defense. And that's exactly what this was. Um, and now the interviewee is, uh, registered nurse and she is dang good at it and she is literally slaying out there but the fact that she still gets this hate and this feedback and this like I don't this demonic attack of like you are the worst for doing this and it's your fault and it's like the the thing that happened to her is now being forced onto her and do I want to say it's sexist yes I do because like there, there's again, there's so much sexism that happens um, in the porn industry as well. And I may be rambling at this point, but when I realized the damage that the porn industry had done to not only my life, but like even talking to my friends who also struggled with an addiction. And personally, I never thought I'd find freedom. Like to be able to say like, it's almost been one year since I've watch that is crazy. And my mind feels so at peace. Yes, there are days where I feel overwhelmed and stressed and, you know, I feel like things are just not really good. But when I was at that point in my life where things just weren't going well, porn was my outlet and I felt like I could trust in it and that I could rely on it. And ultimately, God had granted me so graciously the freedom that I never thought I'd see. And I want that for you as well. There are so, so many resources. If you are a listener that you are struggling with porn, um, because this is a real prominent behavior that is being so normalized. Um, And this even makes me think of the whole Balenciaga scandal that is happening right now. Um, which if you guys don't know, Balenciaga is a designer brand that is, you know, it's like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and a lot of celebrities do work with them regularly on a regular basis and do have contracts with them. Um, they are under fire right now for doing a photo shoot with two little girls. They're probably, they look like five or six years old. These little girls are holding bears wearing BDSM and bondage equipment. And the photo shoot for this specific ad campaign was advertising a new purse collection that they're launching. In the photo, the purse is sitting on these what look like court case documents. And on the documents, you can literally read explicit information regarding um, child pornography. And that just goes to say the symbolism. And so many people were going off on Twitter saying, I can't believe a designer brand with 
reputable connections and followers is doing this. And I'm like, are we even surprised? And more so, celebrities aren't like Kim Kardashian is the only celebrity speaking out on this. And so many people are like, why isn't other why aren't other celebrities speaking out on this? I could say Selma Hayek, her husband um, is the CEO of this company that is essentially the father to all of these designer brands, kind of similar to how if you if you're familiar with like TJ Maxx, Marshalls and Home Goods, they're all sister stores, if you didn't know. Um, but they're all affiliated under one bigger company that created them. That's kind of how this designer clothing brand worked out. Um, so Selma Hayek's husband is the CEO of this like father designer company that is that fathers Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Hermes, and Balenciaga. So people are calling out all these celebrities being like, why aren't they speaking out? This is clearly something on the basis of child pornography. This is um, you know, we're talking like serious, serious, like scandalous things. And I'm just like, I'm not even surprised anymore. I'm really not even surprised anymore. Like children have been so over-sexualized nowadays where it's just normal. And it's like, when are we going to literally say protect these children? And when are we going to implicate these measures to where this doesn't happen again? Balenciaga's apology was absolutely horrendous and ridiculous and atrocious. Um, They did post it on their Instagram and just archived all their posts. But I'm like, this is crazy. This is not okay. And still, so many celebrities are just not speaking out and people are asking why. And I'm thinking like, celebrities are under contract and people will do anything for the money. And that's literally the topic of sex is that it banks in so much money. Like I mentioned before, the porn industry in 2022 alone has grossed in over $1.1 billion, while the market size is set to increase by 4.1% just by the end of 2022. So if this entire episode has not convinced you enough to stop what you're doing and to literally look at what is happening in the world right now, I'm not sure what is because the porn industry as well as so many other Uh, fashion companies, a lot of other industries are banking off of people's ignorance. And I don't know about you, but I got to a point where I was like, I just can't continue saying yes to this behavior anymore. Because you're literally enabling and supporting companies who do these kinds of things and over-sexualize and get to a point where they they don't care about you. And what you see on camera is not always as it seems, because things can be edited and things can be altered and changed and fixed. So that's this episode. And I am extremely passionate about what I just spoke about. But this is simply how the misrepresentation and the abuse of so many sex-related topics have changed my mind. And if you guys are with me, please let me know. Um, how you felt about this episode by rating this podcast a five-star review. It really helps me know what you guys like and things like that. But all my social medias are linked down below. So if you guys want to chat and connect about your feelings about this episode or just chat in general, I am so, so happy to do so. And with that being said, I will see you guys in the next episode.